0: And then there was one. One left, buddy. Game number 82 goes tonight. The Toronto Maple Leafs take on the Boston Bruins. Not sure what we can read out of it, but we'll get into that in the next few hours. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Derek Brandeo, Jennifer Rolnick, and producer Austin Mackey. Stone cold Austin Mackey in the house. No Sammy now, Sammy, I believe earlier this week told us he will not be on the show, JB, mm-hmm. and it wasn't important enough for me to pay attention <laughs> to why. Were you able to pick up on why? Yeah, he said he's, got a, um, he's going to a, one of those
1: places. He's got a thing in a town he was going to. So couldn't be
0: <laughs> That's the best you can do. I couldn't know. A thing you know what's funny is in he, a town? he legit
1: told us both. We were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm- <laughs> Friday, Friday, you're not here. It's all we need to know. He, he, he's in some place. He, Hamilton, maybe? Yeah. We're, we're Sheldon
0: right. Keep Lost for words right now. That's what we are. <laughs> he's
1: not here. We knew he wasn't going to be here, and he's not. So,
0: But we've got Austin, and he couldn't have picked a better week to be named Austin. Yeah, right? Do you see the link, Austin? Do you know where the, the button is?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I got all that. Thank you very much.
0: Uh, different spelling, though. Different spelling. I will point that out. Would you feel the same pressure as the Leafs to get out of the first round as replacing Sammy today?
1: Oh, that's a great question, No, because replacing Sammy, he's almost irreplaceable. So uh, I think <laughs> I, I the Leafs have a lot less pressure than I did today.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Well, we'll I, take it. Thanks, I will say this, that... This is the first time all year I've been given four sheets for today's show. That's good. That's a lot of information. We got a giveaway. You That's a lot my of credit giveaway. for your ability to read, though. <laughs> I mean, I no should... spelling mistakes. Wow! All the right names on it. Wow! So he's already one up, Sammy. He is. He's done a spectacular job. It's here. been amateur hour at its best. <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome aboard, Austin. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Thank you for having me, guys. Really looking forward to it. But no Austin tonight, JB, as Keith uh, announced. No Austin, no mm-hmm. Marner, no Campbell, and no Johnny Tavares. Let's go to Sheldon Keith on his lineups out of the gate.
2: Matthews and Marner uh, both won't play. Uh, Jack Campbell won't play so Chagrin will go in goal and uh, other lineup decisions will be made tomorrow uh, you know we'll, we'll make a decision on John and and uh, some others and see what the lineup looks from there. Uh, It's <clears throat> I get feedback from our medical team and, and their thoughts the performance team how they feel about it you know the most important thing is to have a conversation with the players give them my perspective um, get like get their perspective and see how they're feeling. Not so much how they're feeling about about the upcoming game, but how they're feeling about their game, and and their need to their need to play one more in order to get 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 ready because it's really about Monday. Uh, so it, that's really it. And had that discussion. The guys feel uh, they're in a good place.
1: I thought that was interesting that he commented on. He asked the guys how they're feeling about their own game and not what they needed to do and just where do you think you're at in your own whatever sort of curve of things, and how do you feel? Gave the, Do you like the coach giving the players the option?
0: Sounds very 2022. Very modern, isn't very it? Very sensitive <laughs> and very let our feelings be shown here. And yeah, then you've got Daryl Sutter in Calgary. It's like. I don't care what you do in the regular season. <laughs> I don't care. I don't want you leading scoring in the regular season. I want you leading it in the playoffs mentality. But yeah. we, we knew going into this Friday, the real possibility of, of having key guys out. And mm-hmm. that's not just the Leafs. It's throughout the whole league. And I, I can't argue it. No. And it's not like they play in 10 days.
1: Like the, yeah. the game one, it sounds like it's going to very likely to be Monday, which is you know three days from now.
0: Yeah, kind of feel a little bit for for Marner, and if he, I wonder if then, if if he was yeah. one point away from a hundred, even two, I think maybe address him. A very tall task. Austin chasing sixty needed minimum. Twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense for Marner to be in the lineup tonight, chasing a hundred, without giving him a real opportunity to go and get it. Like you right. don't, you don't, you don't dress him and let him play fifteen minutes. Do
1: you and, know what I'm saying? And not to mention not not dress Matthews. If you yeah. want to dress Matthews, all of a sudden you're saying, okay, go get three points, but you don't get your good line mates. You know, it it doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah, was,
0: he was never in a position, and the narrative is that it was it was Marner's decision, right? Mm-hmm. They went up to Marner and he, and they said, "Do, do you want to play?" But in many ways, he was set up to not play. From what you just said, mm-hmm. he goes and says, "Yes, I want to play." And Austin isn't playing, and Tavares isn't playing, and Campbell's not playing. Guess who looks like the the selfish guy for chasing a hundred. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and also it just would make no sense, you know, the you know, these three points away, although he is a guy who I think has more three point games this year than any other player. I think he's got like fifteen of them or something. It could be six. I'm way I, I know he he's he has he's the most in the league, yeah. Um, so he he's is someone who can go get it done. But you're smart to rest Matthews and Tavares, right? That only makes sense. Yeah. And you're right. For Mitch it's not a yeah.
0: Can you imagine if he said the exact same thing Austin said I, in the interview, saying, oh, "I'm, I'm just gonna, I'll, I'll shoot all night, going after 60 goals." Of yeah. course, Austin said that. Can you imagine if Mitch came out tonight and said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm going after my, uh, I'm not coming off the ice tonight until I get my 100 points." Yeah, I'd bury him. Where, where would the narrative be? I'd bury him because it would be selfish. Hold on, the guy just said that for 60.
1: He just said it for 62 games before he he was going to play. He was going to play in one of those two games.
0: Okay. So it's good for Austin, but it's not good for me. This is
1: not equal at all. This is, this is ridiculous. It's not,
0: there is the bias, the media bias, more Austin, less Mitch. No, you have to be looking at that through this, through pretty Marner heavy glasses to think it's different or to think they're going to play. I'll give you a little bit, uh, that sixties.
1: No, but there's two games left. They had a, they had two games left. They're going to play again
0: going into the playoffs.
1: They're three days from
0: game one. I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. Well, the Leafs did what they needed to do, and that was secure home ice, and that's that's where we're at right now. So everything yeah. moving forward, listen, beginning of the week, we're thinking Tampa Bay all day long. Something happened last night Yeah, that really changes... A lot going into tonight, and that is Tampa lost. Yeah, Boston won, and now who's playing Monday against the Toronto Maple Leafs? Well, this is
1: funny because everyone's been complaining about Tampa Bay. It's like, oh, the Leafs—they're—they're they're bad luck. All of a sudden, you want the Bruins? Is this? See, I am curious to know where Leafs fans would sit. Would you rather have Tampa Bay or would you rather have Boston? I gotta believe you'd rather see Boston if you're
0: Boston. Would you rather have Carolina or Toronto? You know, which one's a, I don't know. I want to get into that, but uh, let's go to our second Kippers Clipper yeah, with yeah. Sheldon Keep on what this game uh, means and, and how do you prep for it? And, and what are the things that you're looking out for tonight? Perfect. Well, I want to get to the game healthy.
2: That's a big, that's a big part of it. But at the same time, you know, we've been talking the last four or five games or so just maintaining our habits, especially defensively and how we manage the puck, uh, special teams habits, those kind of things, power play, penalty kill. So those those kind of things, uh, we, you know, no matter who's in or out of the lineup, we expect to be, at, you know, at a high level at this point. Um, but obviously the most important thing is to, is to get through the game healthy and, you know, com- compete at a high level, you know, but, to, you know, we'll spread out the minutes and we'll We'll get guys, uh, you know, guys that obviously have haven't played a lot. They will get an opportunity to play more tonight, and that's a good opportunity for them to show what they could do with more opportunity. We think we are going to need a little bit more out of our depth guys when the playoffs begin, just because of the pace and the physicality so
0: high. So we know exactly where the Toronto Maple Leafs stand. Mm-hmm. We've we know that their line we know what their lineup's going to look like, and as we just heard from Sheldon, what what he's looking at. Uh, No surprises there for you?
1: I I don't think so. It it is going to be different to see him, you know, how he deploys this roster tonight. He said, you're going to see some guys that don't normally get as much opportunity. Looking forward to seeing David Kemp play 22 minutes tonight. I don't know if that's uh, your type of hockey game, but I I am curious to see who's going to play a bunch. Like is Simmons going to play 20 minutes, two days before playoffs, three days?
0: I am. The one thing when I watch their lineup tonight, the one thing that I'll, I'll scratch my head on is that at no time did you want to rest any D, yeah. Just seven D tonight, and seven D tonight. And where you are most vulnerable, I think, outside mm-hmm. of the obvious, and that is Jack Campbell doesn't uh, play well, is is that blue line, yeah. And it, it's it's better, it's deeper with the the pickups of Le, uh, Labushkin and of course Gio, yeah. But you want to play seven. Well, if you're worried about getting out healthy, then why are you, why are you leaving one depth guy out there to yeah. possibly get hurt? Well, and I, I think well, that's a good point. Yeah, that
1: That is where they're weakest. I'm curious to see too, like, might we learn their pairs tonight? You think like if they play seven guys, presumably one of those guys is either going to take shifts as a forward. Like with Justin Hall
0: play on the fourth line. No, no. The, no. So they're just going to no, pound. I, I can't see that. Right. You know, me like, either. You, you, you don't. You don't play that card for 81 games, but now you're showing (laughs) it in 82. No, you're right. So you're going to pound Joey Anderson
1: and Nick Abruzzese out there for God knows how many minutes. And, and I guess run the defense through. It's, it's so crazy to me that they're still unsettled about which is going to be their six. I don't know. Going to be interesting to, to to follow the lineup decisions as they get closer to, to game one. And I wonder if they're still waiting to figure out who they're going to play before they make that
0: sort of decision. Well, that, Brings me to my next topic here is, okay, we know what the Leafs lineup looks like, Mm -hmm. but where is your head right now if you're Bruce Cassidy, Don Sweeney, and the Boston Bruins? Mm -hmm. And where is your head if you're John Cooper and Breezebois in Tampa Bay? What... I'm more I'm curious now what kind of lineups are they playing and where do they wanna shift the energy to? Yeah. Are you are you playing to win tonight or are you playing perhaps to avoid a certain opponent? Yeah, and like as a player, and you
1: would know this, like I don't know that you can turn it off as a player, but you can do it as a coach and GM. You can put out a worse lineup, or you can put out a worse power play unit. or
0: 100%. But as
1: a player, you just play.
0: Like, I know, no- but it, 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 you are We're really around. skewing your chances of winning if you sit out Stamkos yeah. and Hedman tonight. The same with Patrice Bergeron and Pasternak. Great point, yeah. So... What uh, what are you guys doing? Who like, okay, Boston, will we not know who they want? Who they want just based on who they dress tonight? And let's say they don't dress those
1: guys, which says they're willing to lose an okay with Carolina. A hundred percent. Will they say, look, we were gonna arrest these guys? You know, we wanted this one. We were just always gonna no. arrest those guys.
0: No. Yeah. No, this is about me personally. My feeling is that. Both Tampa and Boston on a wish list want Carolina, not the Leafs.
1: Yeah. Do you think they think Toronto's a better team, or is this the, the pressure they, I and think, the hype? I and- think
0: they think that their their best route is through the Metro division.
1: Yeah, yeah that's what it is. See, I, that that is such a big part of this, is maybe you see Toronto and Carolina as equals. But if you get through Toronto, then you're left with Florida, or you know, correct. You know, but if you get
0: through Carolina, here's the Rangers. That's right. Yeah. So so that 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 to me says both teams would, in a perfect world, love to go against Carolina and, and not through the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. And when I look at Carolina right now, you still think you may be seeing their third string goalie. There is a lack of belief,
1: I would say, from people I talk to that Freddie Anderson, even if he plays. In his ability to just power through this and be the best version of himself it, it is in
0: crunch time. It is eerie similar.
1: We, we've seen that the last movie year. before, right? With yeah. Freddie Anderson
0: injuries in the playoffs. We've yes. seen that movie. Just 12 months ago. Yeah. And is he healthy? Is he not healthy? Is he ready? Where is he? Did, did Carolina not say something about a week ago, thinking that uh, the pictures came back negative and, you know, it, We're now in a position of when Freddie feels better, he'll come back, which he never did last year. You you cannot leave Freddie in a position where he's
1: just like, wait till he says he he feels good. It's almost like, and I don't want to speak to the man's character, but it it has felt over the years like having a built-in excuse or something, a crutches. Maybe he's just been really unlucky. I don't know.
0: I I don't know. Or he's just one of those guys where the stars have to be aligned completely to go in there. And play. And that seldom is the case for any athlete. Yeah. And then there's Ranta, who every opportunity to be a number one goalie, the guy ends up getting hurt himself.
1: Yeah, that guy can't stay healthy. And so, yeah, he, and is he great when he's in? He's usually pretty good. But no, I, I would think that Toronto's goaltending situation is obviously a question mark too. But yeah, Carolina right now, they They got their
0: issues, so that to me changes a little bit of the vibe for tonight, well, no, yeah, going into game one if in fact both clubs feel like they don't want Toronto, they want Carolina, mm-hmm. which I don't think we would have ever thought in November or december
1: right, no, that is different and would be a a good a nice statement for the Leafs, but again, a lot of that is the uh you know, like in the batting order when a guy gets walked cause, uh, or sorry, when they don't want to face the guys behind you. It's like for Toronto, they don't want to face Toronto mostly because they don't want to face the guys behind them. Um, but yeah, curious to see who dresses for Boston tonight. Maybe we'll
0: find out while we're on air. Here. All right. I think we got one more of uh, uh Sheldon. Keep reflecting on uh the Leafs season. Let's listen to Sheldon.
2: We knew we were going to be in a very competitive and tough division. We're to the point that Felt going into it and even making the playoffs was going to be a challenge, you know, going into the season. And uh, we really solidified ourselves uh, after a tough start, you know, solidified ourselves amongst the top teams in the league, had a, a terrific November, and really kind of launched us onto great things. So I think when I reflect on it, you can't help but be proud of the work that the guys did to put us in this position in a very difficult time in response to, to last season with some changes to our group uh the work the guys did the number of players we had that had career seasons uh there's there's lots of uh, really great things to feel good about with what the team did
1: curious how you feel about a coach kind of i don't know assessing all the good things that just happened in the regular season he was asked well
0: how many other coaches would come out and 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 praise that much.
1: Do you think there's more pressure to do that here in Toronto?
0: I, I don't know about I don't know about Toronto in general, but this is just based for me on that whole philosophy of the Kyle Dubas Sheldon era, mm-hmm. where it's we care and we're not scared to show we care. And the only other comparison I had earlier was Daryl Sutter, and it's like yeah. that old school tough love. The You guys haven't won anything until you've won something. And Kyle and and Sheldon are going to try to do it this way. Yeah. And whether or not you're a old school mentality with tough love that, that grows, you know, thicker skin that shows more resilience or no, we can do this by, by patting everybody on the back and making everybody feel good. I don't know where it ends up. Is it, Sammy going to be bitterly disappointed again in two weeks or the Sheldon and, and Kyle say, yeah, this is, this is a new era of, of, yeah. of managing your players. Well, I know that's been the attempt, right? We've
1: certainly seen them try to create that. And you know, the, there's a belief I know um, from Dubas, like off the ice and his, uh, his whole thing, he always used to say, where, where whatever makes you feel sexy, you know, it was like, where, whatever you, you got to express yourself to be yourself, to be the best version of yourself. And I believe in elements of that, particularly in relationships. I don't know if when it comes to sports, it's the best way to go about it. Like, I had a junior coach who was an ass kicker, and I was maybe not the most initially devoted, committed guy, and he definitely got more out of me than someone who had said, ah, just keep doing your best kid, would have. Some people need a kick in the ass. Yeah, interesting. I needed a a kick in the ass, and I'm wondering if in sports, we're learning that it's great to have people feel comfortable and know that they're supported, but also performer, you don't get to play, it's a job. And that hasn't happened. So it is going to be a contrast. We'll see, you know, you see you guys like Daryl Sutter who tend to run into a shelf life of sorts.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know, but he has success.
0: I I, I can't tell you in today's game with, yeah. with today's players, uh, I just know the way I grew up, and, and it was similar to your situation where sometimes – the feeling for an athlete is either, you know, and it usually starts with a parent, let's be honest. Yeah, for sure. When you're a kid, you're on the ice, the, the first p- place that you're looking for reinforcement is your mom and dad. Yeah. And t- and I had way some- too much support. Mom, mom you could have yelled at
1: me a few more times. Oh. <laughs> you, you, I could do no wrong, Keper. Uh, Get in well, the car after just being a dog, minus six.
0: Great game. Yeah, my Don't dad was right there, too, with uh, <laughs> your, your family. Yeah. I mean, uh, we could lose 10-1. Want to go for a hamburger? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Johnny's yeah. on me- Vic Park. Okay, Yeah, because the loss wasn't that bad. Yeah, the next day you weren't quite as hungry as the kid his dad was cruel. But no, you have to take the you have to walk home with your bag.
1: Yeah, no, that was a different story for you some people. Up for sure. Get off the sure.
0: floor, stop playing with the dog, and go to school. <laughs> the one time I give it to my kid, you guys end up listening to that Listen, recording. I, it. I
1: know Kipper's soft as baby powder on his kids. That's oh like, my god! I, I know god. this guy
0: already. Got him dialed. All right, let's go to Wayne Simmons on a Kippers Clipper on uh, what motivates him and maybe uh, the Leafs starting on Monday. Um, You know, anytime,
2: you know, all all the chatter, all you hear is the Leafs. You know, it doesn't matter what we do in the regular season, whether we have a great one, franchise setting, whatever. It starts, you know, on Monday, right? Monday or Tuesday, wherever it is that we play. But like I said, uh, you know, we can't look past the Bruins tonight. We got to make sure we're doing everything right and, um, it definitely is, you know, a motivational factor, you know, of how, how we went down last year.
0: In a few minutes, we're going to have Andrew Graycroft, uh, who does a terrific job covering the Boston Bruins. He's got a morning, uh, podcast, uh, show with, uh, Billy Jaffe called, uh, Jaffe and Razor. So we're going to have him on in a few minutes. Uh, Gary Galley also will be joining the show and, uh, we dropped one super fan, in sammy today but we picked up another one in steve dangle in the second hour
1: yes we're gonna get the the pulse of leafs nation from from dangle himself i'm excited about
0: that yeah that's an understatement pulse (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's 140 beats per minute
0: you're like niagara falls (laughs) flow (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly
1: uh let's pick up on wayne simmons i can't i have to read the thing oh we're giving away tickets yeah before raycroft comes on i gotta read this. okay
0: and then we'll pick up quickly on wayne simmons
1: um Leafs tickets, we are giving them away. Playoff Leafs tickets. So here we go. Leafs fans, the moment is now here. It's your shot to win a pair of tickets to either game one or game two of the Leafs first round series here on Real Kipper and Bourne. All you've got to do is text the correct answer to 59590 to the following question. Drum roll, please. Then oh sorry I shouldn't have drum rolled. Then two lucky winners will be selected to head down to Scotiabank Arena and cheer in the Leafs. Your question: This player holds the Maple Leafs team record for most goals in one postseason. Again, that question is: This player holds the Maple Leafs team record for most goals in one postseason. Text your answer to five ninety five ninety now and stay tuned because next week as uh, we'll have more playoff tickets for you. For all the details, head to Sportsnet.ca/slash five ninety.
0: That was a fantastic read, okay. but you really. Effed up the drum roll.
1: I did. I I put it in the wrong spot. Sorry, guys.
0: That's where the producer needs to step in. That's on me. <laughs> that's on me. <laughs> All right, Leafs tickets. Cool. Wayne Simmons. Yes. The motivation uh and the physicality that you think that's coming. Hmm. Do the Leafs have enough? Boston or Tampa? Tampa, Boston doesn't really matter. Are they in a better place than they've been in the past to handle a team that's Coming at you.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I said yesterday, well, we did a show yesterday, Wednesday, that like I, I do believe the Leafs need to dress a heavier lineup in game one regardless, because I think will, they will have to answer to the idea that they're not that team with the energy, the size, the all that stuff. And Simmons has looked great lately to me. Clifford's played pretty well. Babushkin's, you know, like I think some of their tougher guys have played well lately. So I'd like to see that lineup dress. It is. It, working it, his bag
0: off. There of- <laughs> it is. Def- definitely uh, a, a better presence. In the last three or four weeks out of, mm-hmm. out of Simmons and, and Clifford. Clifford is more predictable. Wayne on, Wayne, on the other hand, has shown that he, he can play a, a prominent fourth line role. The consistency hasn't always been there. And let's face it, he's never envisioned himself being that type of player. He's always been a, a top six yeah. to nine forward. And at one time, one of the better power forwards in the game. So that was always a, a tough pill for him to swallow yep. over an 82 games. But now with literally a Stanley Cup on the line, you can see he's digging deeper to do the things that mm-hmm. aren't his first choice. But he knows that has to be done. Awesome. All right, let's welcome in Andrew Raycroft as we discuss the uh, the Boston Bruins Uh uh Andrew thanks for joining us man how are you
3: I'm great guys how are you guys making out
0: uh we're we're hanging in there a week ago we we thought we're teeing up Tampa Bay but I'm not so sure anymore uh where are your thoughts on on where this thing all shakes out come Monday
3: yeah I I thought uh the guys would be teeing it up in at Pinehurst yesterday afternoon <laughs> so as early as that and and yeah it's high. Certainly changed quickly last, last evening. And, and now we're looking at uh, who's playing, who isn't playing, who's playing in long Island um, and how, who it, it's really, it's still Tampa's discretion at this point, but who do they want to play? And I, I suppose we might find some hints about that tonight.
0: We were just asking the same question and, and what are your initial thoughts? I've really broken it down to this simplicity it's easier to go through the Metro than it is the Atlantic.
3: I agree a hundred percent. And I think if you can never look past the first round of the NHL playoffs, we, we all know that, but it, it does seem a little easier over there. And I think that's even in the first round, I look at Carolina and, and the way they've played since the trade deadline. Yes. They were the best team in the league all the way through December, but but I think we can all look at the the NHL season this year and recognize that anything that happened before January 1st was was somewhat of smoke and mirrors with with so many roster delays and COVID issues and breaks and scheduling and I think we've really seen what teams are made of since January 1st. And if you go off of that, Carolina's didn't make a big deal at the deadline. They they added Max Domi, but compared to what everyone else in the Atlantic division did they they, it's not the same so I I think that Carolina is a better matchup for both Tampa Bay and the Boston Bruins at this point yeah
1: so looking at the Bruins I mean they've won a bunch of hockey games in a row on a nice little tear here um you know for for listeners in Toronto here what's the state of the Bruins right now where are they at and, and how are they what kind of shape are they in heading into the first round
3: they're in really really good shape yeah. uh Great. a week, 10 days ago with with Pasternak and Lindholm out and, and it had kind of dragged on a little bit more than what everyone expected down here it turned into six seven games for those guys respectively and uh you're starting to get a little concerned is is this going to linger in the playoffs but but both guys have come back this week they played Saturday against the Rangers took Mon Sunday off against Montreal and then played the last two games. And, and they haven't looked out of place at all. They had an easy night last night. Lindholm only played 20 minutes. Um, I got to imagine both of those guys won't be in the lineup tonight in Toronto. So, so the Bruins have their game right where I think they want it. Uh, Lita Thalmark's played very, very well the last 10, 12 games, two months of, of his season. So uh, the Bruins have got their game exactly where, I, where they want it from the looks of things this week.
0: So you touched on it. Uh, It's a position you're very familiar with. Goaltending, very seldom do you see, well, maybe now more so than ever before, splits. And this one's right down the middle between Allmark and Swayman. So who's your starting goalie in game one?
3: Lena Thalmark will be my starting goalie in game one. And and that, who's going to be game two? I don't know. And and that's the big difference for the Boston Bruins in the last 14 years. Um, they, they've had their number one guy going in. It, it's what's going to look so much different. And Bruce Cassidy's talked about it a few times this week already. Uh, he has not announced it. I think he's going to be a little... Uh, More coy about it is in his own words about who's starting, not quite be as honest, but the way Linus has played, he deserves to get game one. He's been, he's been lights out um, and, and he's beaten Tampa Bay. He's beaten Florida. He's beaten the Rangers here in the last three weeks.
1: So when you're looking at that Lightning team, um, you know, as a potential, let's call it a second-round opponent or wherever you you may end up facing them, what are your thoughts on where they're at this season? I know, um, obviously, the, the recent Cups are one thing, but their numbers haven't been quite as shiny as they have in the the previous regular season. Do you still think they're the best team and the team to beat?
3: It feels like they rope it up this season a little yeah. bit. It feels as though, you know, you see... I know Matthews was out last week, but they hammer the Leafs eight to one and then they hammer the Florida Panthers eight to four. Those feel like games that Stanley Cup winners circle on their calendar and want to make statements. I still think the the best goaltender and the best defenseman are on their team in, in the entire planet, and Victor Hedman and Andre Vasilevsky, and I think that's what no other team can can say in, in the Eastern Conference. So it, it kind of stops and starts with me with Vasilevsky, and I know they've basically played a full season more than what everyone else has in the last 24 months. But um, I still wouldn't, wouldn't love to face off against, against the big cat in, in a four, four out of seven series.
0: Joining us now, Andrew Raycroft, retired NHL goalie studio analyst uh, for the morning show with Billy Jaffe and Razor. Andrew, uh, we all know what Patrice Bergeron still means to the uh, Boston Bruins in the past, at least leaf fans have always seen a a one, two punch between Patrice and David Krejci. And now they're looking at Bergeron and Eric Holla. And I'm like, can the Bruins really win with Eric Holla? Their second centerman.
3: Well, it, it, that's been that was the big the big talk, and, and even as, as soon as going into the trade deadline, do the Bruins need a second line center? Since that deadline, it, it's a different look, and it's with Taylor Hall and David Pasternak on his flank. It's not as David Krejci necessary uh, on that second line. Taylor Hall's been driving the line. Like I said David Pasternak had been out a few weeks. With an injury, but but the, it's a it's a much different look. Uh, they're playing with a bunch of pace. Eric Halla plays more of a a 200 foot game than maybe what David Krejci did. Meaning he De, Hall is the one going to the front of the net for those guys. Hall is driving the wing, past, and Hall is the guy in front of the net, and he's getting all the way back and playing the typical Bruins center position in the zone where he's the layered guy in. front ruins net as well, so he has the pace to keep up with those guys. It certainly would never compare him to David Krejci, but he's done more than enough to to guard that center. And and don't forget with Charlie Coyle, third line guy, he picks up a lot of penalty killing minutes. He picks playoffs where okay where where Charlie Coyle and Eric Hall are kind of those, you know, 16, 17, 18-minute guys each.
1: So is there any uh, place on this lineup then that you identify as a concern for for the Boston Bruins? It sounds like they're pretty solid in most spots looking at their team.
3: Well, I think the big question is goaltending. Uh, you know, yeah. we talked about it. Neither guy's played in the Stanley Cup playoffs before. You have Lena Salmark, who's been in the league for four or five years, never played, in, and never played in – Certainly in the Toronto Maple Leaf playoff type series. Um, and then you have Jeremy Swayman, who's, who's brand new to the league, just a rookie. So I think you look at that, and then you look maybe at the, the second pairing, third pairing of the defense. Is it deep enough? Can they get enough out of the bottom four guys on the back end? Lindholm and McAvoy are, are I got to imagine, they're going to play at close to 30 a night, and they're stalwarts. They're going to be locked and loaded. But can they get enough from the other guys to go on a long run? So I think those are the two points that, that people here in Boston are looking at.
0: Andrew, when we look at the Boston Bruins, are we looking at one last chance? And if, in fact, this team doesn't make it out of the first round, is this the year that you, you see a big swing in terms of next, next moves to recontend?
3: I don't think so, Kipper. I, I think that they've got Lindholm now for eight years. They've got McAvoy for eight years. So you have your top pairing. The, the, the second and third lines that are constructed as is right now are both locked and loaded for the next two years. Bergeron's the big question mark. He's 18 points away from 1,000. Uh, he did get his 400th goal last night. I was hoping he was going to sit on 399, which would force him to come back next season <laughs> to, go get that, to go get that 400. That's hilarious. Um, that you know, so I'm now now I guess I'm, we're holding hope that he wants to get to 1,000 points and play for, for next year's 18 points. Um, but again, Brad Marchand's playing at a high level. David Pasternak, uh, Jake DeBrusque. Now all of a sudden is a guy who signed with the team for two years. So, it's not like they're going to blow it up, but but every year you have Patrice Bergeron a year older, Brad Marsh on a year older, you feel like you need to to make hay when you can.
1: What do you make of Carolina's goaltending situation? You got Freddie Anderson, who's maybe okay, maybe not, just like playoffs last year, and then uh, Antti Ranta, who's kind of available intermittently. What are your thoughts on where they're at?
3: Oh, just, a, just another reason to put Carolina on the, the pro first-round matchup. Yeah. Right? uh having those kind of – it's one thing to have question marks with experience in goal, but it's a whole nother to be dealing with nagging injuries come this time of year. And, and all it takes is uh, one extra push, one extra reach, one extra desperation save, and, and you're down one goalie, two goalies. So so that, that doesn't feel good to me. You never really – as a team, in an organization, you have those question marks. Hanging around every game and what he feels like the next morning, uh, it just doesn't feel ideal.
0: I just got uh, some news that uh, it so Patrice Bergeron won't play tonight.
3: Okay. Uh, uh,
0: Pasta won't play tonight. And Brad Marchand won't play tonight. Uh, Players that did not travel, I'm told, are Hull, Hulla, Grizzlick McAvoy <laughs> like forget tonight. And Lindholm. <laughs> We're not doing it. <laughs> like, like is, is the whole Providence team up for this game?
3: <laughs> well, they, yes, they called four guys up today and they already had three guys out, which, uh, so yeah, so those are your seven guys. Uh, Swayman's playing in goal tonight and, and that would line up with, um, with who's in and out of the lineup. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else, but that, that sounds about sounds about right with the three defensemen and the fourth yeah. forward. So seven regulars out of the lineup tonight for, for Boston.
0: Well, listen, Andrew, uh, have fun watching uh, an American hockey league game tonight. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I'll, 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 I'll peel my eyelids open for sure. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> for <this> <laughs> really appreciate your
0: time. Thanks for doing this, Andrew.
3: You got it guys. Can't wait for the playoffs up there. Andrew Raycroft.
0: Former Toronto Maple Leaf as well. Yeah, there you go. So like I, I we knew they were gonna sit out some guys. I didn't know but they'd sit everyone. Like that's all of their core players. <laughs> yeah. Which like how do you sit out Grizzlick Lindholm and McAvoy and the Leafs dress an extra defenseman. I don't know, but I'm looking forward to seeing the Bruins power play one. Uh, Connor Clifton, Derek Forbort,
1: Brandon Carlo, uh, Nick Foligno and Curtis Lazar should be awesome. They clearly want nothing to do with winning tonight. So, which If you're Carolina, by the way, you're like, uh, F you. Yeah. How are you feeling? If you're Carolina here (laughs) now, you see we're we're having this conversation, everyone in the league. I don't care about
0: Carolina. I just think that that's, a good vibe for the Leafs. Sure,
1: a little bit of you know your coach has been juicing you up all the time all season long, but it doesn't feel quite as good as it does when it comes from your opponent, and that's a bit of a statement. Say so we'd rather play Carolina than Toronto
0: Raptors. Of course, <sighs> <laughs> that's all I have to say is oh, Raptors. Man. And do you think now, like added pressure for
3: the meet, Leafs? Yeah,
0: it's. And I, I lived through it in 1994. Mm-hmm. We When when we won the Stanley Cup, the Knicks went to game seven oh, of the yeah. final.
1: Oh, I so right? it just even occurred to me, the OJ chase. And have you seen the documentary? Yeah. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it great? It's wild. Except yeah, for yeah. the fact that
0: OJ, you know. Oh, did right, he, that whole killing right. people thing. Yeah. Will, but, like, it actually helped us. It was uh, one of those kind of, you know, the whole world isn't watching us or the whole sporting world in New York. It was kind of a nice mix, except for the off days that, uh, who was it? Uh, Anthony Mason Mm -hmm. would be like in our dressing room wearing a Ranger Jersey, (laughs) high-fiving everybody, (laughs) Fifteen minutes before the game. Come on! And I don't. I, I think the security guards were like, uh, I "What don't are you going to tell me? He he yeah, he's like six, he seven, and one of the starts. Push me, like, <laughs> push me down uh, Fifth Avenue. Yeah. So, and we're like, "Well, this is kind of cool, Anthony Mason. High him yeah, everybody. But, but like, maybe you know. But Anthony, get the hell out of our room. <laughs> we're trying to get ready for a game, but." Is this clear the way for the Leafs to
1: have all the attention?
0: All the attention. Do they want the attention? Double the attention. I'm going to say that's
1: twice as bad. A little bit more pressure. Given all the pressure, I could say the Raptors might have been able to take (laughs) a little bit of that heat off of
0: them while they work their way through. Well, let's ask uh, Gary Galley because we've got him after the break. Hockey Night in Canada. Gary will give us his thoughts on the Boston Brown lineup and and the thought of playing one extra D for the Toronto Maple Leafs. That and more after the break. You're listening and watching Real Kipper and Born, show number 139.
3: Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jazz Mary Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Closing out the regular season tonight. What do you think? Enough time for all these teams. So many teams going back to back. I know. And, and really, how much time is there to rest if your puck drop Monday? 48 hours? It's Yeah. The league. A week's too long. Yeah. 48 hours is too short.
1: But They forced everyone to rest their guys in the last game of the season just to be fresh. By the way, how about poor Winnipeg and Seattle have to play a game on Sunday? Everyone plays tonight. No hockey tomorrow. Winnipeg and Seattle are going to go kick a hockey puck around on Sunday. No thanks.
0: Pad your stats, (laughs) Tom. Oh, God.
1: Yeah. Systems? No. I'm gone.
0: Would you even shower after the game? (laughs) I don't think I'd need to. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's welcome uh, in Gary Galley, always a friend of the show. Hockey Night in Canada, 17, 17 years in the NHL. And, Gary, would you remember all seasons when it came to the last game of the regular season and for the most part do you ever remember this much controversy on who plays who doesn't play I don't remember it that way
4: you know what I I do remember I remember the ones probably where we were getting ready to head into the playoffs a lot more than I remember the ones when we were not making the playoffs because it was just been a you know that's an awful year when you don't make it and you're just wanting to get it over with, but uh, the ones where you're getting ready to play and you're waiting for your opponent and all, that's a pretty exciting time. Uh, You know, everyone's getting kind of in that new gear, that that next gear that you need to get when the playoffs start, the excitement of it and the spring coming. It's always a fun time of year, as you know. Um, But I was asked this question uh, a couple of times in the last few days from fans who uh, go to games and are upset that a lot of these players aren't playing. You know, when you buy tickets or you go to get tickets, sometimes you buy them in advance. And, and, and you know, it, and it started kind of with basketball. And they, I don't know, there's a name for what they call it. when the uh, Load when they, management. When load management. That's what it is. Thank you. And, and, and it's kind of been creeping into other sports. And I'm not saying I'm a fan of it. Listen, I understand why they're doing it. I fully get that the games uh, that are coming up in a few days are way more important than the games that they've just played. And if they've earned the fact, but they don't need the points, then why shouldn't they take that uh, opportunity to rest some guys? But it, it is a two-edged sword where, you know, it's like Clayton Kershaw in the seventh inning pitching a no-hitter and they take him out because that's the new way. But all those fans there missed out on, on an opportunity to see something special, which, which, which creates uh, so many positive things for your sport when something like that happens. And we seem to be taking these things away like, the other night in New York, Kreider needed two goals to catch Yager to be the all-time ranger uh, for goals in a season, and he didn't play. And I know why he didn't play, but I'm just – it's disappointing, I think, in some ways, but I totally understand why uh, coaches and management decide to rest guys. I can see when a guy's dinged up a little bit and he's got some bumps and bruises that you want to, just to go away before he hit the ground running. Uh, but some of these guys are just uh, healthy, and they're just you know worried about creating any kind of injuries or things like that, so – Uh, You know, I can see two sides of the argument, but I guess if I was, you know, if I was just to pick one side, I would say I'd rather see the guys play.
1: Gary, any uh, decisions that the Leafs have uh, going into game one seem to be at the bottom of the roster. Uh, The fourth line a little bit in question, I would imagine, in in terms of what shape you'd like to see it in. Is it a Blackwell or a Clifford? Um, And and also in the D core, you know, which right side D are they going to keep in? Labushkin, Hall, Lilligren. Why don't we start on the back end? What do you think the Leafs should be doing? Is there a guy out of those uh, right, right shot D that you think is most likely to sit in the press box?
4: You know, I, I, when it comes to the playoffs, the one thing you want to solidify uh, on your back end um, when, you're, when, you're, when you're getting ready to roll is that you got your top four guys set mm-hmm. and, and they're ready to carry the, you know, the, the bulk of the load. I mean, your top four guys, those are the, the guys that you put out in the most important moments of the game especially in the playoffs, they're going to log very important minutes. Um, so uh, I definitely think that those top four are pretty obvious when you come down to the Maple Leafs. Now, uh, when, you, when you look at it from a standpoint of who's going to get those other spots, um, you know, obviously I think, I think if you're playing in a series that's going to be a physical series, in a series where you want your opponent to have some of their players to have their head on a swivel a little bit, then you've got a guy like Labushkin. He, you put him in there. He, uh, he he likes to run into bodies. Uh, he's a guy that other players will have to keep an eye out for. And he can create energy in a game by his physicality. So those are important things. Um, but, you know, it, 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 there is going to be a bit of, you know, who's playing the best. You always say, well, which goaltender's playing the best when you have two, a 1A and a 1B, and we go with the hot hand. Well, it may just come down to, uh, you know, starting out with a guy, and if he continues to play well, you're just running with him. And the great news is, is you've got this incredible depth that you have on your on your hockey club. That if you run into injuries, and we all know in the playoffs there are going to be injuries, but you have these 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 great depth players that you can slide into your lineup uh, and, and get right in there and play. So uh, to me, I I like Labushka. I like I like putting him in because I I think they've got enough offensive firepower up front to create the offense that they need. I think you want to make sure that you're you're physical on the down on the down end, especially with some of the high end forwards that they're going to face, uh, and also that you know you have a guy that you know that can make the other team have to pause a little bit.
0: We're talking to Gary Galley, Hockey Night in Canada. Uh, Gary, when when we uh, when we look at the Leaf lineup tonight, we're going to see no Tavares, no Marner, or no Matthews, but it really pales in comparison to what Boston is going to throw right. out there tonight. Uh, none of their big boys up front. But then you look and there's no Grizzlick, no Lindholm, no McAvoy. And yet <laughs> Toronto's going to dress 7D. Um, what, what are your thoughts on 7D in the last game of the season? And also, is, is this a message sending that like Boston may want Carolina instead of Toronto?
4: I, I don't think so. And knowing Bruce Cassidy... Um, and the fact that this team, you know, has you know, some of these players on this team, the leadership guys have won Stanley Cups, uh, won a Stanley Cup there. I think they realize it doesn't matter who they play. Uh, they, they're very comfortable saying, well, listen, we're going to play Toronto or we're going to play Carolina, uh, you know, or, or whoever we're going to play. We're comfortable with whatever opponent we get. Sometimes it gets a bit dicey when you start trying to look like you're trying to pick an opponent. And and then what happens is you know the other teams get a little bit edgy on it. Um, so I think the fact that they're doing what they're doing is like they're basically saying we don't really care who we play. We're, we know that you have to win four rounds to win a Stanley Cup, and you got to and how you win them uh, in four and five, six, seven, it doesn't matter. Um, but uh, I think they're just wanting to go into the playoffs with uh, some of their veteran guys well rested. And knowing that the challenge ahead of them is going to be a real, real good one, whoever they play, they know it's going to have to take a lot to win. I don't don't think they can afford to to go in trying to pick where they're going. I I think anyone they play is going to be a a pretty solid opponent. Gary, do you like
1: how this Leafs team stacks up against past versions of themselves heading into the playoffs? Like, is this group is there reason to believe that this group is different or has a better chance this year?
4: I, I, I do like this version a little bit better, only because there's history with them. Um, you know, if the version was fairly young, you know, then you tend to think that, you know, maybe some things maybe aren't, aren't ready to happen for them. But this, this version has gone through a lot of, of, um, uh, of soul searching over the last little while. And I think at the end of the day, um, I think this year, I think you have to figure that we're going to expect to see a team that is no longer going to worry about exterior noise is no longer going to worry about the end result before you start playing game one. Um, I think they know now that the playoffs is a totally different animal. Um, If they haven't figured it out, that's, that's big time trouble. But I think they know now that the playoffs are a different animal. They're not going to have the time and space that they've had through the regular season. And they can't afford to get down on themselves. uh, If, if things aren't clicking right away, they know that it's a long battle and an arduous journey to get there. And I think that some of their, players from a few years ago now have that experience and it hasn't been pleasant. Um, I think this, it's not been a fun one for them, but I think that's going to help them moving into this. I also liked some of the leadership uh, that they've added around this, these guys. I mean, obviously I think having uh, a guy like uh, Mark Giordano there to help settle things down, I think is, uh, is, is, is really important. Uh, you know, you've got John Tavares and Jason Spetsiv, who or, you know, I think guys that are veteran guys that have been around a long time, so I, I think they're in a good place. Kyle Clifford, you know, he's, he's won a Stanley Cup uh, with, with the Kings. I think they've got some different pieces around here that just, even though a guy might not be playing, he still can be integral in, in what goes on around the locker room and what goes on with the, with, with the team mentally. And I think that's a, that's a good thing. I like the fact that some of their third-line players uh, can play like second-line players. So now their third line if, uh, is going to be a real strong line to play against. They're great in the faceoff circle. I think that's something that they do on a nightly basis. They win a majority of faceoffs, and that's that's a big time thing. And um, you just got to think the maturation process of Austin Matthews. uh, You know, in this particular juncture where he is the straw that stirs the drink. um, You know, I I think that's that's going to be a real a real plus for them. And the fact that they've tightened up their D. Uh, you know they've got I think a, a D that's healthy and ready to go. I think there's a lot of real positives here. And saying that there are no guarantees, um, and they're going to play a very good team in the first round. Um, now we won't know who that is till tonight. But um, but I, I do think this version I'm a little more uh, a little more positive, thinking that uh, good things can happen. And if you draw the lightning, and people are saying oh my God they're going to draw the lightning. Well if they draw the lightning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they've proven they can beat this team uh, throughout the course of the year, but this is the playoffs now. This is the Stanley Cup champion. They are not going to go down easy. But if you can find a way to dismantle the Stanley Cup champions uh, out of the gate, right out, right out of the gate, I think that bodes well for a ton of swagger and confidence moving forward. Uh, they,
0: they, they've got the confidence, no question, off of a, a sixty-goal season out of Matthews and a almost hundred points out of Marner. But the one thing, Gary, that they have not been able to uh, shake off out, uh, outside of the rink is the, in, the internal feeling that the, the teams have when it comes to thinking what the Toronto Maple Leafs are. And it really started in January when Sheldon assessed his team as being soft and purposeless. And it, it continued right to uh, Maroon and Tampa Bay screaming at John Tavares, you guys are soft, soft, soft. When you think about, uh, you know, and you mentioned it, Clifford and, and Simmons, these guys usually play seven or eight minutes. Is it enough to, to kind of sway it back into like Toronto's favor in terms of matching up better when it comes to physicality? Or is it going to have to come from top nine guys who don't necessarily have it in their DNA.
4: The things that happen as you are approaching the playoffs, then is incredible because if you know, you're playing a team, you look at that Calgary Nashville game, that was a huge flex for Calgary. You know, they wanted to flex on Nashville because if they draw them in the first round, they want them or some of their players to be going, Oh boy, here we go. And Luch is, running over people, he put, you know, Matt Duchesne almost through the glass, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, and guys are battling and he fought Borowiecki. Like th- there's going to be a down and dirty part to Daryl Sutter's Calgary Flames. When you get to the Toronto Maple Leafs, Maroon, you know, he's won some cuffs. He's sending the message. He's planting a seed. Hey, you guys are soft. You guys... He's trying to plant the seed and get into the heads of the guys. Because if we play you in the first round, this is the kind of stuff we're going to keep pushing on you. If you don't get a goal in the first game, you don't score or whatever, we're going to start being getting on you. So there's a mental toughness that you have to have uh, to be, uh, you know, to be a a guy in the playoffs, uh, a stud in the playoffs. You got to be able to mentally have the confidence to shut out all that exterior noise. And that's what I was talking about earlier. I think in the past they've let that exterior noise get to them. Uh, I don't think they can. And I don't know if they want to change their identity as a team Uh, you know, two, three days before the playoffs and go all of a sudden, we're going to cut back the minutes of our top players who are used to playing a certain number of minutes um, to up four or five minutes onto our fourth line so we can go out and and try to flex some muscle and and be physical. Um, I I do believe that their top end players are going to have to play through some stuff. And that's that's the things that were talked about in the past. Uh, Were they strong enough internally? Uh, Did they have the intestinal fortitude to fight through some stuff that was nasty or wasn't really wasn't really uh, fun to be playing uh, on the ice with. So I think that's where I think they've matured a little bit and I think they will. Um and uh I think if they try to change their identity too much, uh, I think that could that could be a problem, you know. I I don't see Tampa Bay coming in running around uh if it is Tampa that's the opponent. I don't see them coming in running around, you know, and and doing that. And if a guy like Maroon steps on the line, that's when a guy like Simmons uh, steps in, you know, and says, uh, you know, I don't think so, or Clifford, and, and addresses it. You know, I think those are the things you have to do at the moment. But don't let it, don't let it take off, take apart your game, which is what they're trying to do. They're trying to, they're trying to get you off balance, and and then and then you know, take a crack at you.
1: So Gary in the confidence uh, chart throughout the year if you're talking about Jack Campbell I mean it was sky high early in the year and there were some real lows where are we on the confidence level of of his game and his ability to win a playoff round against likely the defending cup
4: champions? Well I I think we could say that we realize that he is capable of playing some high-end hockey and that's that's a good thing if you've gone into it and a guy has just been up and down all year and you haven't really got a good read on him. But I think there has been a body of work that you can say, um, you know, that you have some, uh, quite a bit of confidence in. Uh, I also think that sometimes, you know, even though we, 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 get it, we take in a lot of information, we don't have all the information, right? We don't get everything. So we don't know some of the things that were going on and maybe some injuries and things that were nagging along. And He was playing a lot of games. Uh, maybe it caught up to him. Maybe now they've had a chance to bring in uh, some other goaltenders who actually, you know, have made a big difference and maybe given him a bit of time off. I think Shalgren, you know, put a, a little dike, a little plug in the dike and kind of settled some things down and that allowed, uh, you know, Campbell to kind of recatch himself. Maybe he was uh, getting coming back from the injury. Uh, you know, where am I as far as do I think he's going to be that goaltender from the first uh, 40 games to the All-Star break? Uh, you know, I'm probably, I, I probably, I'd say I'm, you know, maybe 65, 35, thinking that he can be. Uh, but I have to give that other side of it because I, I don't know when the pressure really mounts. This is a guy who gets extremely hard on himself. Uh, more than anybody, he's going to have to be mentally tough uh, going into this, that if he has an off period or an off night, that it's just one game and you can't, you can't sell the farm on one loss or one bad goal or one bad period. You've got to just kick it in and go. And, and sometimes he has the, you know, he has the, the human nature of just being really hard on himself. And I think that's something that's dangerous with a goaltender
0: Gary, someone that's played the position. I'm sure you got an appreciation for uh, Mark Giordano and what he's been able to do since coming over. I I am really quite surprised that they're not giving him the night off, but asking him now uh, to play 20 minutes every other night. Is is that realistic? Do you have to really kind of watch this or do you treat him as if he's still the Norris trophy winner?
4: I he's a bulwark, this guy. Uh I think he's in incredible condition. Um this is a guy that does not get hurt a lot. He's a guy that really uh you know, he's just a really solid player that that plays within himself. Um I think you know, I I, I think him I think he'd probably want to play. He'd say, "Hey, I'm I'm good to go. I want to play. I want to keep playing. I want to keep, you know, uh get keep my game going." Um I like his one pass outs. I like his. Uh, I like the accuracy of his passing to the speed players uh, blowing the zones. Uh, I think he helps to create speed. Uh, his decision making is excellent. I, I really think that him to lug 20 minutes if necessary is not a is 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 not a reach for him. He's one of those guys I think could do it. Um, I do think they'll monitor his minutes tonight. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think they're gonna overplay him tonight. Uh, but I, I do believe in the playoffs. They picked him up and they added him to this team for a reason because. Uh, I think the players around uh, build uh, or he generates calmness. You know, he's a guy that goes out and just is efficient. He's efficiently gets it done. He's not mistake proof. Nobody is. Uh, But at the end of the day, he's a guy that will shelf a mistake in a blink. If it happens, it's gone. He'll move forward. And and that's what you need. And, uh, you know, I just, I really think he was a real smart ad by the Maple Leafs. And uh, and I, I think that I think he could handle it 20 minutes a game. I think the games themselves will dictate that, Nick. I think it's gonna be where are the games? Are they leading, one goal lead, three goal lead, are they are they behind? I think it's a lot of it's gonna be how hard they have to push them in certain uh in certain parts of the games in the series. Uh but they'll certainly be monitoring them for sure.
1: Gary, if uh doing my quick math here, I would say seventy five hours from this very minute, you'll be starting to call a game here to to kick off game one of the playoffs, I imagine. Um, you know, it's coming up quick on us. Which Canadian team to you do you think has a chance to get through the first round or or has a legitimate shot to go the farthest? I know Calgary and Edmonton have a little bit different situation out West. Who do you like best?
4: I think all three teams are more than capable of getting through the first round. Yeah. I I think Calgary can. I think Edmonton uh, against Los Angeles, I think has a very good chance, especially the way they finished the season and the way, Mike Smith looks in the net. He looks like he's got a bit of swagger uh, going to him now. I like that for a goalie heading into the playoffs. I know he's older, but um, I like the way that some of their, their their star players are playing. So I like Edmonton to get through that first round. Um, I know they're going to face a very defensive-orientated L.A. Kings team, a team that's very hard to play against. Um, so I think that, that'll be a bit of a challenge for them, but I think that's possible. I think for the Calgary Flames, uh, I look at them, and I don't see any reason why they should have any issue uh, with any team they may draw out of that out of that, uh, wild card. I think they're going to do fine there. They're more than capable, and they've got the goalie. I mean, they've got the goalie. If he's on his game, I think they're going to be tough to beat. And for the Toronto Maple Leafs, you know, I mean, this is a team that I do think the time could be now. I think that this is a team that I think hopefully, and everyone's hoping this, that this the ghosts of the past are no longer, that they've dealt with them. Not dealing with them just today and tomorrow, they've already dealt with them. If you're starting to deal with stuff from before now, then that's a problem. But I think they've already dealt with it. I think they're looking at this is a new team, new opportunity, and they're new people. Every year in this game, you're a new player. You have learned more. um, You understand the game more. uh, You just you're just more comfort in the game and in certain situations. So uh, I could see all three teams advancing. Uh, which one would I say would be the one for sure? I would say Calgary, absolutely out of the first round. You got your playoff schedule all set? I just got it last night. I will be traveling to New York, your uh, one of your favorite spots. Yep. Um, and uh, where you uh, where you had your Stanley Cup, and I'm 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 looking forward to this series. It's uh, uh, you know I'll, I'll, you always want to do a Canadian team because you know how. Uh, excitement in in the hockey generated in Canada, but uh, an original six team team like the New York Rangers, uh, I think is always exciting to the games in Madison Square Gardens with that fan base. And the fact that Gerard Gallant has done a fabulous job uh, in New York, uh, I think a lot of credit to the players too for, uh, you know, they just really gelled nicely with Gerard and how, and how he, uh, what his expectations are of them. I think they've got a goalie, uh, a one, two goaltending that can really, I think be uh good insulation for their team. I think they're very solid. Uh, I, I do believe this is a team that, uh, that if the run gets going in the right places, they they can do some damage and then they got to play Pittsburgh or Washington. We're going to know that tonight. So I don't know who the opponent is, but uh, either one, and, and hopefully if it's Washington, uh, Alexander Ovechkin will be able to play. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't heard anything saying that he is or he isn't, but uh, that would be a real downer for the caps. But, Man, uh, New York versus Pittsburgh and Crosby and Malkin and the crew, that would be a heck of a series, too. We look
0: forward to your call, Gary. Uh, You do such a terrific job. Uh, We're looking forward to the next few months uh, listening to you. Thanks for doing this.
4: Hey, Anytime, you guys. Enjoy the playoffs. Thanks, Gary. Gary Galley,
0: Hockey Night in Canada analyst. So the word is that uh, Tampa Bay's planning on not going home and heading right up here. Right up here. Which makes for a very long road trip for them.
1: Where are they tonight, sorry? I feel like I should know New that. York. Okay. Oh, yeah, they got the Islanders. Yes. Yes. And then they're coming right here.
0: Yeah. So they went Columbus, if I'm not mistaken, to New York. And now New York up here for game one and two. So that I has, say that's a that disadvantage. That has Toronto jumping all over game one. Yeah, you got... Some your top guys are all sitting out tonight,
1: rested up. Tampa's off a uh, little bit of end of a road trip here. Yeah, for sure, for sure, it's a little leg up. This is what you play all year for to not have to do that, right? That's yeah. the advantage. You win by winning home. So ice. we still
0: don't know about that lineup tonight against. Oh, Tampa's the lineup. island, yeah, yeah. Headman, Kucherov, Stamkos. Guys playing, no way.
1: Eh, like, uh, I mean, if if no one at the very least, I think you look at it and say Carolina is not a worse outcome. Like, even if you just think ah, I'm not afraid of Toronto, Carolina is not that much yeah. worse. Ah, rest your guys up a little bit on a road trip.
0: I, I, I recall, uh, uh, what, seven, eight years ago. It was the Rangers. It was uh, the Islanders and I think Philly battling it out. And I think it was to really, I think, avoid the Penguins. Mm -hmm. And they played with their rosters. I think the Rangers probably played their best roster and ended up against uh, Pittsburgh.
1: Oh, yeah. Way to go, guys.
0: (laughs) They got thumped, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Great. uh, Pittsburgh, Mm -hmm. Stanley Cup champions that year. Right,
1: right, right. They had some success. Right. The
0: Islanders, who played... A worse um, roster Mm -hmm. went and played first place Florida Panthers. Found their way by.
1: That's right. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's... Uh, Did it work? Did it work back then? Trying to
0: pick an opponent is like impossible. But they did. They avoided Sid to go after uh, Luongo Mm -hmm. and the Florida Panthers. And that's the only time Tavares ever advanced with the New York Islanders.
1: Look at this little backstory here. Very nice. Yeah. Well, Tavares out tonight. We'll see which team he's rewarded with in 75
0: hours. All right. It's Friday, which means that we're going off the rails after the break because we've turned in one super fan in Sammy to get to another named Steve Dangle.
1: Yeah, this is great.
0: I have no idea where this is going after None. the break. No. Do you think the Leafs are
1: good? What should we ask them?
0: I don't know. Oh, that's going to be great. I'm pumped. I just, uh, can I get some cotton, something for my ears for the next <laughs> Not 10 Not going to yell
1: at us. <laughs> Not going to yell at right? us. No.
0: Um, All right. Yeah. Anything else? More tickets to give away? What? What no, do you got? I don't know. Are we, are we taking tweets? Oh,
1: yes. Tweets? That's what I was trying to, to get to remember. Uh, text us at five ninety five ninety. The back after dangle, we're going to take some texts and some tweets and some... Whatever form of message, carrier pigeon notes, whatever you send us. Right. YouTube, YouTube as well, please. YouTube, YouTube as comments well. as well.
0: That's the voice of Austin. Not the Austin, but ours. Stone cold. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne. After the break, you're listening to Real and Bourne on Sportsnet 590, The Fan.